Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And in probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get-out-of-the-casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Ned's profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Ned's profile is great, mate. Um you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a couple that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value, but uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Neds. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Mate, it's that time of year. Birds, sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's the first Tuesday of November. It's the time of year where people who have one better year, they just load up on the Melbourne Cup. And what an addition it is. Yeah, it is a great addition, actually. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And the race that stops the nation, mate. Um, it's going to be very strange this year with no crowds. I'm speechless. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it stopped me right in my tracks, uh, but hopefully we can dissect the race a little bit, um, see if we can find the winner. I think I've got about 10 chances in the race. Yeah, I think I've narrowed it down to maybe knock out about four or five horses. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a few chances, which is always a good thing about the Melbourne Cup. Um, if you manage to jag a winner, if you manage to dra- uh, drag jag an exotic... Um, you tend to make a bit of coin, so. Yes. So, for this episode, punters, we're going to do a runner-by-runner preview of the race. But before we do that, let's have a look at the history of the race. So, four-year-olds and five-year-olds have had the best record in the race. They've had 90 winners, so that's going at just over 50%. Um, Barrier 5 has had the most wins with eight. The Chosen One has drawn that this year. And Barrier 18 has had no winners, in, which is quite remarkable. Yeah, that is r- really, really remarkable. Yeah. King of Lear Grants has no chance now uh, because of that. <laughs> um, and the last mare to finish in the top five in the race was Maccabi Diva in 2005 when she carried 58 kilos after saluting in the Cox Plate. What a mighty mare she was. Wasn't she? She was something special. She was. So, previous winners, mate, Farlap, no doubt. Maccabi Diva as referenced three times. Cross-counter recently for the Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds with rekindling. And then last year, Val and Declare, who faces a much tougher task this year. Agreed. So, number one, mate, the top eight is Anthony Van Dyke, the Epson Derby winner. Hugh Bowman on the back, he's drawn perfectly here. Uh, he's probably, for mine, he's the biggest winner out of the barrier draw. Um, 
because he got back in the Caulfield Cup last time, but he should be able to lob on speed here from barrier three. But how did you rate his chances in this? Yeah, I'll rate them really highly. Um, look, he's got... Uh, you know he's got class about him. Uh, he's proven overseas uh, in the big races that uh, he's right up there with them. Um, from his one Australian one uh, run that we saw, uh, he was huge in the in the Caulfield Cup. Um, you know, didn't have a lot of luck early. Um, was given a great ride by Bowman, uh, who has him again here. Um, and look, if he draws a better barrier uh, or sits slightly further up in the field, uh, I think he wins that race. So. Um, the extra weight um, compared to the rest of the field obviously is a bit of a detractor. Uh, but if there was any horse who's going to win with that weight, um, yeah, I think it's him. I think he's a real chance. He's been weighted accordingly. And I think so, yeah. Interestingly, from the barrier draw, he's actually drifted uh, one and a half points. So he opened at $7. He's out to eight fifty nine dollars $9 I'm seeing on my screen at the moment. So that's interesting for mine. Um, yeah, Dry track, massive tick for him. Um, but the last horse to carry 58.5 kilos and win the Melbourne Cup was a think big for Bart Cummings in 1975. So, he has to he has to defy history a bit and 3,200 is a query for him. But I think he is a he's a definitely a winning chance for mine. Agreed, mate. Number two is Avilius. Uh, barrier 10... Johnny Allen on board, 57 kilos. I think he has missed his chance in the race. I think he um, he would have gone close a couple of years ago on a soft track, but he got severely checked in the race, so I think he's passed it. Yeah, he hasn't shown anything to me, this prep, uh, that makes me think he's back to his best. Um, agreed, I think his, his best is behind him. Yeah, his run in the Caulfield Cup was actually pretty good, and it surprised me, to be fair. But, again, that was on a soft track. I think he's a genuine uh, wet tracker now, and 3,200 will see him uh, struggle at the distance for mine. Number three is Valden Declare with Jamie Mott in the saddle. Um, for Danny O'Brien, you hate to underestimate the stable, but surely you can just put a line through him. Um, yeah, they, they were walking last year uh, in the race, which suited him to a tee. Uh I doubt that happens this year. No. Uh, and I don't think the weight um, does him any favours this year. He comes with an extra, what, three or four kegs? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'd be I'd be absolutely shocked if he wins. But stranger things have happened in the cup. Uh, but, yeah, no from me. Mm. I think the blinkers first time is a telling uh, gear change. But I'm, all, I'm very sceptical whenever I see a gear change like that for their f- – for the first time at their 20th start, why haven't they used it before? It, it reeks a, a little bit of desperation. They're reaching. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that sharpened him up. He found a forward position because he's been going way back in his last few runs. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him up on pace, but he could be a pacemaker for, say, uh, Russian Camelot and others. Number four, Master Reality, mate. So, this is the first of the unexposed to a degree for this season of the internationals. So, uh, he ran fourth in the cup last year after being second across the line. He was the villain last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. More um, so Frankie Dettori was, I think. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Lloyd Williams came out and he said that that was his fault. It wasn't Frankie's fault because um, he said to take him out to the middle of the field and um, let him in free range, but... He was actually he actually came off the fence, and if he took that run on the fence, he probably found 
found Declare probably doesn't get a run. And he wouldn't have laid in in his march. So yeah, I, think, I think as well he, he was starting to lose his legs from underneath him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. So um, how did you assess his chances? Mate, well, look, based on his performance last year, um, he, he's got it. You've got to consider him again. Uh, he comes back with you know half a kilo more this year, um, draws well again. Um, yeah, look, I, I can't knock him in this. Uh, I, I think he's... Uh, definitely a top six chance. Um, look, I'm not going with him, and I'm not going with him in my trifecta. But wouldn't be surprised to to see him uh, run a good race. Yeah, he's won up to 2800, and um, he actually over 4,000 meters in the Gold Cup last year. Um, he ran within a length of Stradivarius, which I think um, uh, the top weight Tony Van Dyke he actually beat Stradivarius, but that was over 2,000 meters. 4,000 metres within a length. That's elite staying form. Um, so I think the distance is definitely not a worry. The big query for mine is the synthetic hoof filler for the first time. Um, I think that is a big gear change there. So um, I'm not necessarily convinced by that. And we th- we're thinking Flemington's going to be quite uh, tough underfoot as well. So it that will. doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. So I think this will definitely be some of the hardest tracks that these international runners have ever seen. Um I think by by race seven on the card, twenty nine degrees, windy, it should be a good three by that time. Um, because we saw on Derby Day on Saturday, uh, it was windy, but um, it was actually quite a mild day down there. Like I saw, I saw Hutchie on the Sunday. He was from Racing dot com. He was saying that he was freezing at the track, so it was actually quite cold. Right, okay. but it's, the track still got upgraded throughout the day. So. I have no doubt in my mind that it will be an, a track upgrade before the race. So, query for him, but yeah, I think he is one of the chances in the race. Number five, Sir Dragonet, the Cox Plate winner. Um, what are your thoughts on this runner, mate? Oh, look, I think um, cracking race in the Cox Plate, I think you called it well um, with um, Grand Slam being his pacemaker. Uh, and it, it just... Oh. Ran, ran the run to a T, uh, ran it perfectly. Um, look, there's a few queries. Um, the good three, as you were just talking about, I think it's a bit of a query for Sir Dragonet. Um, I think jumping from the, the Cox Plate distance up to the, the double mile um, is, is a query as well for Sir Dragonet. Can't knock it, though, um, with that weight. Can't knock it with Bossy on the back. Uh, the Mara News is stable over the long distances, cracking form so I can't knock it I think it'll be um, I think it'll be right up there um, but again I'm, I'm not going with it in, in my trifecta yeah for mine he looks one of the biggest unders in this race by country mile I yeah. think he should at least be double his price um, because of the given conditions and the uh, the stake of the race being 3200 um, I think that's a genuine query even though uh, when Bossy and uh, Kieran Ma saw the horse after the race. They said he wouldn't blow a candle out. He was just that clear-winded after Cox Plate. So, they think he'll get the distance because of that, but I'm not convinced. So, Do you reckon Bossy was on a high after winning the Cox Plate? Oh, he might have. <laughs> might have been. Uh, yeah, so happy to take him on. He's not in, He's not featuring my numbers either. Twilight Payment, number six. So, uh, the other O'Brien runner in the race. This guy should be leading for mine. Um what are your thoughts on this fella? Yeah, look, I, I think um, I think it should be leading, and I think it should be given every chance from there. Um, I I don't think his form's as good as some of the other internationals, um, 
and he's a bit of an older horse as well, eight years old. So, look, he's 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 been running top three his last few starts, um, and I think some of those distances were up to the sort of twenty five and twenty eight hundred from memory. So, yep. oh look, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and, and at twenty six dollars. It's a fair, fair shout to have an each way, but um, nah, no thanks. Yeah, I'd rather take Master of Reality um, over Agreed. this runner. So, even though his last few runs, he's actually beaten Master of Reality home by some margin. So, I think one's by eight, eight lengths and the other has been by, I think, seven. You put a line through those runs for Master Reality because um, he was ridden back. He does his best racing when he's on the speed. Um which he will do with Twilight Payment. The other big thing for mine is the jockey booking for these two. You have Jai McNeil. No, no knocks on him, but he's not. He's not Benny. He's not Benny Mellon. He's so, not Benny Mellon, mate. Benny Mellon was on Armory and he was on Buckhurst, who was their big chances in both outside of Anthony Van Dyke for the Cox uh, for the Caulfield Cup, and yeah, he was on the uh, top seed. With Armory for the O'Brien yeah. um, stable. Yeah. So can't begrudge his um, ticket in this race at all. No. Um, but I think there's other internationals I'd rather be on. 100%. Alrighty. Number seven, VE. Very elegant. Isn't she a gorgeous girl? She is, mate. She is. She's just honest. Yeah. Look, she's starting to build a pretty incredible record. Six group one wins. Doing it all a few, across. A few seconds in group ones. Yeah. And some cracking races. So, let's have a look here. She's had 14 starts, six wins, three uh, runner-ups. That's pretty damn good. That's a great CV. Two group uh, two group twos, one group three. Yeah. She's just a bonnie mare, mate. She is. She'd have to be some sort of mare to win this. She really would. Um, if she wins this, we're starting to talk about a horse that's... Uh, um, a horse that I always thought was a genuine... Uh, 2,000 meter, 2,400 meter horse um, at a stretch. We're starting to talk about a bloody stayer. Mm. Um, and there's nothing that you can absolutely, you can knock with her this prep at all. Nothing you can knock, but she would have to be some special mare to win this with that weight on her back. Yep. Um, which, to be honest, that's what we said in the Caulfield Cup, mm. um, which she won. Um and I think the I think she's starting to prove a, a, that she's got a decent record on a good track. So I don't think the rock hard track is going to be that much of a query. Um, she was even chewing her head off a bit in the Caulfield Cup. It's that's that's what she does. Yeah, she's a bit of a nut job to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I think she's one of the other big winners out of the barrier draw. She, if she Huge. drew inside six, I think that would you'd almost put a line through her chances. To be honest, um, she needs to be out and clear ro- clear room. She's out of a sire called Zed, where a lot of his pedigree just stay all day. So I don't think the distance will be a query. Um, the query is that uh, rock hard track that they'll be running on, but she kind of put that to bed in the Turnbull. So I'm I'm happy to be uh, have her on side. I th- definitely think she's a winning chance on the weekend. Uh, I think tomorrow. so too. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I, to be honest, the thirteen dollars I think is a little bit unders for her. Mm. Um, but if you're playing in the exotics punters, um, I think she's definitely worth putting in 100%. Yeah, I think I think she would. St- I, I think the money will come for her, to be honest. Um, I think there's a few horses in this field which we can touch on. I think the money will come for Anthony Van Dyke, in my opinion, very elegant, surprise baby, and the Northern Hemisphere three year old Tiger Moth. I think they're the ones that the punters will come for. Um, it's hard. 
the Caulfield Cup winner usually gets whacked <laughs> on yeah, the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, look, she'd be, like I said, she'd be somewhere to win this. Um, and if she does, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'll be happy. Last one. Number eight, Mustajir. So, he came here last year with a pretty big spruik on him. Um, we probably haven't seen the best of him in Australia and he looks like a wet tracker. But to be honest, I've seen worse 100 to 1 shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, I'm, I'm not looking at him. I'm looking elsewhere. Uh, he's, you, can't, you can't back him with that prep. But yeah, like you said, uh, if, you, if, you're the, if you're the type of punter um, who or the type of person who only has uh, one or two digs a year um, and you want to look at a roughie, there's definitely worth, worse things you could have a look at. Five bucks each way at that price. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, another roughie in this race, which I think, um, yeah, I'm hoping you can run into the top three, is Stratum Albion for Willie Mullins. You have to have respect for the stable. He brought over Max Dynamite. I think he ran... Two races in a year, both Melbourne Cups back-to-back, so he can just get them red hot, really fit. He's a dour stayer. There's no doubt doubt about that. Uh, he actually goes over the jumps back home, so he's a hurdler. Um, and he, he does go on the, uh, on the flats as well, but yeah, the good track won't be an issue for mine, um, but the big thing is he won't know himself at this weight. 55 <laughs> kilos, mate, he's been carrying 70 kilos plus on the jumps. So, he, he's, he's just going to be running around like there's nothing on the back. So, um, I think, yeah, yeah, you do, have to, uh, you do have to respect the stable. I think he is a rough hope, but one that I'm chucking into my exotics. Um, makes his own luck. He'll, he'll lead. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't realise that you could get up to 70 kegs on the jumps. Jeez. Yeah, yeah so, which isn't, but that's not un, unusual for jumps racing, but um, I think, Willie, let's put it this way. Willie Mullins is not bringing this runner just to have a holiday. Like, yeah, I think you have to respect it. He's got a 20% winning strike rate, places 55%. This is different gravy, but have to respect. Number 10, Dashing Willoughby. So, ran last in the Caulfield Cup. Um, very disappointing. And uh, Michael Walker would be nearly having a stroke after um, jumping <laughs> off Prince of Aaron. So yeah, I would be too. Far out. He's made a big call there. But his last one of his last two-mile runs, uh, he beat cross-counter by 12 lengths. So he is a genuine two-miler, this horse. And I think he's probably the biggest overs in the race for mine. Um, I, I'm willing to forgive that first up. First up run at Caulfield, but I haven't. I did. I did not find him in my numbers, but I could definitely see him jumping out of the ground. Barry is really sticky for him. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he'll sit in the first half of the field, but he's not absolutely hopeless for mine. Yeah, he's still being vetted after that um, last place in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, look, what that means, uh, we're not really sure yet until until the actual race goes around. Um, it, look, it could be a late scratching, but I, I think. Um, trainer said he was all good. Uh, what was the trainer's name again? Uh, Andrew Balding. Yeah. Um, yeah, said, said he should be fine. So, um, yeah, willing to forgive. He's not in my numbers, but again, not. I've definitely seen worse 100 to 1 shots. Yeah. So, this that opens up a discussion for the Melbourne Cup. In my opinion, there should be emergencies for this race because dashing Willoughby, uh, Ocean X warning, 
they're the three that are still like they're still not a hundred percent of running. So whereas you could have um, a Nick Jack Cave uh, for Peter Moody gaining a run, which would be he'd be about a twenty to one shot in this race, which would amplify it even more. So that's a bit disappointing. But VRC, if you're listening, <laughs> taken into consideration. Okay. Number 11. Oh, my God. This horse just continues to go under his true odds of winning for mine. And uh, I'll finch for Chris Waller. J-Mac on board. Have you given this runner any hope? Oh, no. To be completely honest, um, I think he's he's a sort of horse who teases that he's going to um, go on and, and, and kick on and do better things. He's only had one win um, under the uh, traineeship of, of Chris Waller. Um, no, nah, I think his chance was probably um, last year. Yep. And um, he hasn't had a bad prep. No. He's just too slow. Yeah, he, he just doesn't have a he doesn't have a turn of foot to um, to chase these down. Um, he draws well, but he's a submarine on legs. <laughs> he's a he, he's, he's a, a big boy, massive animal, but big big boy. And I think I heard Mick Sharkey give this stat a few weeks ago. His one win in Australia from ten starts was over two thousand meters, where he beat Stampede and Cars Off. Out of that race, there's been no subsequent winners. And he, he went around as the favourite in the Melbourne Cup last year. Yeah. He, he was about seven bucks from memory. I think, eights. yeah, the market just loves this horse. I I, I will never back him for mine. Um, so, he's actually drawn perfectly. Uh, he should be sitting off the speed. And you know what? He's going to look the winner in the 100, uh, in the straight, but... There'll be others running past him at the one fifty. Yeah, I'm with you there, mate. I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's got it no. in this race. I reckon he'll finish top ten, but he won't finish top four. Um, Prince of Aaron, Jamie Carr, Charlie Fellows. Tell you what, mate. I love Charlie Fellows. He's he's an absolute star on the radio. So um, he's won every every second up start uh, in Australia when he's come over for the last two years. And he's had to win his way into the race previously. He doesn't have to do that here. Um, Jamie Carr, who's the best jockey going around at the moment on the back, just does his best work when he flies across the world, this fella. So I think he should sit in the first half of the field from that barrier. Got some eerie similarities between Prince of Penzance and uh, Prince and Penzance and Prince of Aaron. For Michelle Payne, female jock. Jamie Carr, female jock. Both of them drew barrier one. Gee, looks a chi- looks a red hot chance. I've got him a winning chance, mate. I, I, you ca- I can't knock him. I can't. I can't knock his. Um, I can't knock his previous runs in Australia. I can't knock his previous Melbourne Cup runs. Can't knock Jamie Carr in the back. Can't knock the barrier. Um, so there's there's not a lot of reasons why you you wouldn't have him as a winning chance. Um, look, he's a bit of an older horse. Um, does he have the firepower? I don't know. I reckon, I reckon from his Caulfield Cup run, he came storming home. The extra distance wouldn't be a worry at all. So, um, yeah, I think he's a winning chance. Has to go on exotics. He's the he's the best he's ever been. So, Michael Walker said that when he was galloping uh, Dashing Willoughby uh, at Werribee when they first came over. And then 
the manager at the Werribee Centre itself said he's the best he's ever looked and he's seen it for the last two years. So he's right in the the mix for mine. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into the second half of the field. Okay, mate, this is one of the best stories in the Cup. The, The main chance, the main hero from Horsham. Number 13, surprise baby for Paul Prushka. Craig Williams on the back. He's he's probably the biggest winner out of the out of the barrier draw along with Anthony Van Dyke for mine. Barrier seven, G looks to get a nice run. Yeah, he certainly will. Um this has been the target race since last yeah. year. Yep. Um had a great prep. Uh, I think the prep's gone according to plan. Um that run in the uh, was it the Turnbull? Uh yes. Yeah. Uh look it finished ninth. Um, but it was only wasn't too far away from them at all, and two thousand meters is not surprise babies go at all. No. Um, I think uh, specifically trained for the longer distances. Um, I think was it Brad? Was it, it was either you or Brad who was saying uh, Paul Pruska, the trainer, um, trains in a similar vein to the Northern Hemisphere stays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a winning chance. Yep. Certainly. Um, draws perfectly. Craig Williams back-to-back. He didn't win it until last year for the first time. So, um, when it rains, it pours, mate. Who knows? I think it's a winning chance. Yeah, 100%. Um, definitely a winning chance for mine. Um, thought Turnbull run didn't have a massive flashing light for mine. Um, but I, I, that just wasn't his race. Um like Paul Prushka said, if he could, he would have taken him first up into the Melbourne Cup. So, I think that gives you a fair idea um, of what they were planning here. Um, yeah, so, I think he'll be well into the mix. He will get the distance, no dramas at all. Alrighty, number 14, King of Lear Grants. So, this fella, he what did he win early this year? The Adelaide Cup over two mile, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so, and he... He won that pretty impressively, and from there, I think he was looking like one of the main domestic hopes, but he's kind of just just been a little bit below expectations, I think, since then. He has. He could bounce back here. Um, his third up form reads well. Uh, good track is not an issue at all. Um, draws a little bit sticky. Um, look, I'm looking elsewhere, but it uh, wouldn't surprise to see him run a decent race and bounce back, but uh, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, not for mine. All right, number 15, Russian Camelot. So, I've heard every um, expert in the industry compare this guy to Fioronte, um, who ran behind Seamus Award in the Cox Plate, um, and he just came out and brained him in the Melbourne Cup. Um did you see uh, Lloyd Williams today say that the Camelots don't run two miles? So, I found that interesting. Um, and the the rock-hard good tracks, not sure if that's his go, but to be fair, he's won one on good tracks and placed the other three times. So, can't really knock that form. He's... He's obviously one of the big X factors in this race. Danny O'Brien said on radio today that he would be the 100% going to be ridden quiet. So, that will suit the horse. Um, I think he's a bit more dynamic that way. But does he run out the two miles? Not sure. Bit of a query. Um, 
But based on his his win uh, down in Adelaide, which sort of put his name on the on the map, um, if he's ridden quietly and if the tempo suits, I don't see why he can't run out the the two miles. Um, I think another query for RC is um, the fact that there's 24 horses or probably 24 horses running. <laughs> I, I don't think he likes that very much. He doesn't like going into the barriers. Um, imagine a full barrier, 24 horses ready to go. Well, he still has a quarter of the field, a third of the field to go in after him. So um, that will be interesting to sit because he might get really worked up in those gates. So imagine if he drew down the bottom. Yeah. Jeez. But just on talent alone you've got it you've got to have him um as a winning chance um and yeah his, his profile reads really well for this race uh look maybe yeah maybe the maybe the 2000 meters um in the cox plate um just isn't his go mm. maybe he is a, a 24 25 plus horse i think we'll i think we'll get a really good gauge on just how good he can be um this year um yeah he's he's a winning chance for me he's a top three yep I'm I'm willing to risk him um, tomorrow. You have to you have to have an opinion against some of these runners, which are look they're quality animals, but unfortunately you just have to risk it against some of them. And there's three in the market that um have to risk that. Yeah, probably second guess on the day. <laughs> number number sixteen, Steel Prince. This guy's flying. Um, he looks one of the better hopes for the domestics for mine. Um, the last prep. Last year, uh, he beat home surprise baby on equal equal terms twice. So, and when he was not traveling that well into the Melbourne Cup, he still ran top ten. So, he's traveling way better this prep. He's um he's yeah he is actually flying. So, I'm I've I've got him in my numbers actually. I think he'll run a massive race. Yeah, tomorrow. can't knock that. I th- I thought he'd run a good race as well. I think Pikey on the back will. Right into a peach. Um, the barrier, I don't think, is a massive issue for Steel Prince from memory. He um, he tends to get back a bit, doesn't he? He's versatile. Yeah. He can so Pikey can just see where things are. They have twelve hundred meters to figure it out. So yeah, um, yeah, he'll he'll lob in somewhere. Hopefully, three wide cover midfield. They'll do. I'll take that. Yeah, no, can't yeah. can't knock you on that, mate. He's not uh, in my numbers, but um, yeah, can't can't argue with his yeah. form. No query at the distance for mine. I think he'll run out strong. Number 17, the chosen one, ran a great race in the Caulfield Cup. Um, he's only really had the one really disappointing run this prep, um, which was, I think it might have been the Underwood, where he was very flat. Um, but like, yeah, last half in the Caulfield Cup, he ran super. Um, I think being on top of the ground suits this horse too, and he's drawn perfectly in Barrier 5. I just don't think he has the class and he won't run out the two mile. With you, mate. <laughs> exactly yeah. what you said. <laughs> 18, Ash Run, the Hotham winner. So, this runner drops eight kilos from the Hotham, which is a big tick. That's um, a huge tick. But my question to you, DJ, is will a horse that only knows doubt sound win the Melbourne Cup? No. I don't think so either. No. I think, yeah, dro- dropping massively in weight um, will have the punters. I think some punters will come for it. Uh, I think they'll be looking at that race and look at the drop in weight. But I said to you during the week last week before that race, I was like, I've got no confidence in this whatsoever. Mm. Um, good full credit to her for winning. Uh, it's, it's, had a, it's had a good prep. Uh, but, no, nah, I, yeah, I think it's a bit of hype. Um, and I think, I think it's um, unders. I think 
typically uh, the Hotham winners, the punters usually come for and the market respects on the day. So I wouldn't be surprised if he started $15, $16. But for mine, um, the connections were desperate to get this horse first up until Melbourne Cup because you look at his profile, I think the longest um, – oh, sorry, the shortest um, – Distance between races was about three weeks. This will be his third run in two weeks. I think that's going to be too much for the horse. It's a big ask. It is. For a lightly, relatively lightly raced and having spaced runs, I think he might feel the run, especially when you draw. I think tables are turned if he draws a barrier. If he draws barrier five, gets the run of the race, he's in the mix, but 24... Crikey, that makes things hard. Yeah. Um, warning for mine, 51s looks unders. If uh, you can't win a race between now and the Victoria Derby, I don't think you've got much hope in a Melbourne Cup. Um, I think he is an out-and-out stayer. I think that's a tick. But I also think that um, the stable said that he's suited with a bit of cutout, so, uh, which proved on Derby Day last year on Soft 7. Yeah, agreed, man. I think he's, um, I think he's a little bit out of his depth here on on a rock hard track. Yep. Um, Ada James for Kiramar Dave Eustace, the Group One winner for the Sydney Cup, which is the only other Group One over thirty two hundred on the Australian calendar. Um, it's definitely not Melbourne Cup standard, but you still have to respect that. Um, I cannot feature here her into my numbers, especially from the wide barrier. No, no, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's up to this um, eight-year-old mare um, competing against some of these international horses um, and the best local horses we have to offer. No, thanks. Absolutely. Okay, number one, mate, Tiger Moth. So I know you have a liking for the Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds. So, what are your thoughts about this boy? Well, um, he's as good as any, if you're looking at that profile. Um, similar profile to Il Paradiso, uh, Rekindling, um, and one other horse, which... Cross-counter. Cross-counter, of course. Um, second in the Irish Derby, that's huge. Uh, and then brained them um, in a group three uh, a few weeks later. So it comes over here with a really nice profile, um, and what I like about the the three year olds from Northern Hemisphere is that they're they're bred stayers. Um, they're lightly raced for this, and therefore, um, for for the most part, they're going to be light in the weights. Uh, so I was, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the pod before, but I've I was on Tiger Moth from a while back, mm. um, but you could get as much as fifty bucks for it. Yeah, back in the day, so. When I saw the barrier draws, I was not a happy man. Um, but look, McAvoy on the back, um, he's a versatile horse by all accounts uh, from the O'Brien stable. Uh, he can be ridden forward, he can be ridden um, quietly and storm home. Uh, yeah, if he drew a better barrier, um, I think he'd be pumped in. Um, but he's drifted a little bit. Um, I think the money will still probably come for him yeah. on the day um, because that, that form is is, is consistent uh, if you're looking at previous Melbourne Cups. So, people who don't punt often will be, you know, reading comments like that and then reading history of Melbourne Cup and trying to find where they should punt. Um, yeah, so I think, he'll, I think he'll come in from the eights. 
I've, I've, I can't jump off him. I've still got, I've still got to have him on top. Um, I'd be silly to jump off him just because of the barrier. Um, but I think McAvoy has to uh, assess things in the first few hundred meters and, and, and determine how it's going to be ridden. Um, it'd be a mighty effort to win from that barrier, but I think, uh, I think you should be able to come storming home. Yeah, I, I heard something today. So McAvoy's won the Melbourne Cup three times. I think he's drawn 19 or higher on all three. So <laughs> That's a nice stat for me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wouldn't worry about it, mate. Um, I, I would not be surprised if he's setting in the last few, though. Um, but I, I wouldn't worry about it with all that speed in the race. I think there's a lot of speed in this year's edition. Um, but even if there's not, we saw Il Paradiso hug the rail with on a race with no speed, he was lengths off him. Like it, that, you can still make up ground if you're back in the field. So I wouldn't worry about it because half this field won't be run out the distance. Oh, 100%. Um, and on Tiger Moth as well, um, I don't think the good track will be an issue. Um, and I don't think the distance will be an issue because this, this would have been a, a target for the stable all along. So. so what I did hear about that, which I found very interesting, that his half brother. In the stable, uh, was winning group and listed races over six furlongs. So, out of the same, out of the same sire, I think. Um, I yeah, might might have got that wrong, but it's definitely a half brother. So, his breeding, he has to defy his breeding a little bit um, to run out the two mile, but he's got that profile. The thing that I'm a little bit um, suspect about him is that he's the most light, he's the lightest race uh, threat four year old to come over for basically since rekindling so cross counter was at his eighth run um, in his third preparation rekindling was at its tenth start third prep and ill paradiso was at its ninth start he's basically giving those four runs which of experience so he mm. might be a bit green for that reason, I'm not putting him into my calculations. I've got, I've got a little bit of a young Werther thought about him, um, yep. where he might just be a bit too green this year time round. But look, mate, if he wins, I won't, I won't be shocked. But I have, I have to put a line through some, and he's one that I'm putting <laughs> you, through. You have to, and that's the toughest part. Is is um. because there's always there's always three or four things that you really like, and you tend to probably. You know, have an each way on each of them because yep. they're the prices too. But um, yeah, if you got you got to single out one for the for the potty and for the group ones, don't you? You do, you do. Righty, number twenty two, Ocean X for Mick Price, Dean Yendel, lightly light in the weights, but Equicast first time, which is something that goes on your foot um, if you're a horse, and yeah. She was actually tracking really nicely into her preparation, which is really disappointing for their connections. I thought she was definitely a top 10 hope, but um, with that setback, yeah, I can't be going anywhere near her. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I backed her last start. Um, I didn't think she would win, but I thought at that price of about 10 bucks, I think she was. Uh, she was a great each way she had. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate to hear uh, post-race that she's not pulled up too well. Um, yeah. Not this year. Alrighty, number 23, Miami Bound. One of the best wet trackers in the field, but it's going to be a good three, so no thank you. Um, yeah, I think despite the light weight, she's drawn relatively well. 
Amazing stable with Danny O'Brien, but yeah, I can't see her featuring. Yeah, it was good to see her um, win last start. Um, cracking ride by Jamie Carr. Oh. Um, but no, nah, no thanks. And the bottom weight, number 24, Persan with Mickey D in the saddle. Um, won his way into the race, winning the Bart Cummings. This horse actually had a fall um, on Melbourne Cup Day last year. And uh, one year later, exactly, um, he's in the race. So, quite incredible, to be honest. Um, the the um, the turnaround for this horse. So, I think he's done incredibly well to get into the race. Look, I think he could run into the top ten, but uh, he's nowhere. He's nowhere near my numbers. No, nah, he's been he's been up for a really long time as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I don't have him, but um, it'd be a nice story. <laughs> it really would. It really would. Okay, mate. That's all the runners. So, tell me and tell the punters, tell me your top four in the race. But I yep. want you to start with fourth place, third place, second, first. Okay. Um, look, that's really tough to, to narrow it down to four. Um, running in fourth... I've got to have Prince of Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to run a cracking race. Uh, and like you said and, and um, what you're sort of hearing around the traps, especially from Michael Walker, he's in he's in great nick. So I, I think he'll run a good race. Um, and I'm just going to say unlucky to Surprise Baby because I think Surprise Baby's going to run a good race too. But um, in third place, I've got RC. I think he's going to run a cracking race. Um, would love to see him win. I think Tony Van Dyke is a, is an awesome shout. I really do. I don't I don't think the weight's too much of an issue. Um, he showed, yeah, that that, that race in the Caulfield Cup, poor, wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then Tiger Moth on top for mine. Um, but also, just want to say, if very elegant wins, I'll also be a very happy man. Um, not necessarily because I'll have a pun on it. But it'd just be awesome to see another mare um, start to reach the, the upper echelon of staying races in Australia. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Can't argue with that, mate. Um, for mine, um, punters, have a dollar on this because this could pay anything. Um, <laughs> in fourth, I've got Stratum Albion for uh, Willie Mullins. I'll just He's not bringing this horse over for fun. <laughs> At 50 to 1, I think he can run into the money. Jeez, that'd be nice. I've got Steel Prince running third. I think I've been a big, big fan of his preparation. Um, like he put a couple of lengths on Ash Run and uh, he came out and won quite nicely on the weekend. So I think he's over the odds at 40 to 1. I've got Very Elegant running second. So I've, I can't catch her this preparation. I can't, but um, I think she's. Just in that Caulfield Cup, she was just so strong through the line, even though she had a pretty torrid run. Um, I think she'll beat Anthony Van Dyke home for mine. So, I'm uh, I'm against Anthony Van Dyke. I'm also against Tiger Moth. And I think... I've forgotten the other one I'm against. I think I said it before. One moment. Do, 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 Russian? Do, do, do. Yes, Russian Camelot. So, against those three for mine. And on top, for... Charlie Fellows, I've got Prince of Aaron on top. I think he's just... I think it will be a fairy tale for him. Um, the 11 bucks, look, 
It's probably unders, to be honest. <laughs> but I don't really care. Oh, I'd be happy to see it. Yeah. So, I think he's just... He's absolutely flying. He's... He's, it's going to be a really popular winner if he wins. Um, oh, yeah. I'd be happy to see it. It's got uh, not Max Dynamite, but the other one, uh, oh, Red Kiddo, written all over it. He could run second again like Red Kiddo did, but, um, yeah, hopefully he gets the chockies for mine. So, my plays in the race, I'm going to have a nice little each way on Prince of Aaron. I'm going to have a little something on Steel Prince as well. But my first fours and trifectas and quinolas that I'm going to lob around are Strata Nalbian, Steel Prince, very elegant, uh, Prince of Aaron, and I'm chucking Surprise Baby in there as well. Yeah, if, um, I'll be playing a few each ways. All the horses that I really like are at a, at a backable each way price. Um, so that's the top four of Prince of Iran, uh, Russian, uh, Tony, and, and Tiger. Um, so obviously those four are going to go into my box try. Um I'm going to chuck in Master of Reality into that box trifecta as well, VE uh, and Surprise Baby. So, it'll be quite wide, um, but because the prices are all pretty decent. Mate, it's, it's Melbourne Cup Day. It's we'll see how we go. It's un-Australian not to have a trifecta. Of course, of course, of course. Um, be interesting to see how the Polo Punk Club quaddy um, stacks up. Um, I, I have literally no idea what the other boys are going. So No, no I think, um, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think Anthony Van Dyke will definitely be in there. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting to see what direction they have. They go in. Alrighty, let's take another quick break and then we'll jump into our best value and best bet of the day. So, mate, there's there's still another nine races on the card, but we're not going to preview all of them. Let's just, let's just bring a value bet and a best bet to the punters in our little... It's like a little mini juicy stakes. Yeah. This one. Little... So, mi- little- Children's juice box. <laughs> little apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> little popper. Alrighty, so who is your value bet of the day? Um, if you go to race nine and if you look at a horse, uh, the number two, Wild Vixen. Yeah. Um, so it beat too good to home, uh, too good to hard home last start. Um, too good to hard ran second to Fiesta who was absolutely flying on the Flemington Strait on the weekend, who you backed, mate, so well done. Yep. Um, I think $10 is a great shout. Um, about $3 for the place. Uh, doesn't usually win first up, which tells me that it's come back pretty pretty decent this prep. Hold on. So, you ta- you're taking on Liar in this race. I'm taking on Liar. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, there's another horse in this race, which I've um, given a shout out on the potty before as well, number 12,000 Wishes. So, I might have a little sneaky something on that as well, considering it's 34 bucks. But no, I think Wild Vixen at 10 bucks is a great shot. I think it's been slightly missed by the market. So, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, nice one. Um, I can't believe I was saying this, but in that race, I was I was either going to have a bet, if I had one at all, on uh, Liar or Music Bay. I think Liar back to Mare's grade. This is the easiest race she's contested in for a while. Flemington might be what she's actually after. So, she's been racing at Mooney Valley in Caulfield. So, might be what she's after. And Music Bay, I thought she actually went to stud. So, I was surprised to see her on the program. But, um, yeah, she was an impressive winner um, last preparation. For me, sticking with some Sydney's form uh, for this. So, race six, number six, outrageous. Um, Coming from the $15 that was up this morning is $11 now. Willie Pike in the saddle for the Hawks team. Um, He's he's well up to this grade. 
Um, I think he's over the odds. Um, he hasn't won for a while, uh, about a year, but I think back to the big track at Flemington is what he needs. Um, yeah, he's more than competitive in this sort of grade, so I think he'll give you a good sight. Okay, mate, who's your who's your best bet on the card? Mate, the, um, the number one in, in race one in gradiating, did you see it's run? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely brained them. Um, and it's back to the, the Flemington Strait. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's it's pretty safe bet. Um, so I'll, I'm going to have that as my <coughs> sorry as my BB. Yeah, two year olds. That's I thought it was mighty hard to beat, but two year olds can they? Oh yeah, they're erratic. Bit of a risk, bit of a risk. But I can understand why he's on top. I did hear that the. Um, Marine One has been jumping out massively, the second favourite in that race. So, he could be, I think it could be the only danger in that race. Um, for mine, um, I just, I'm going for a mare that was scratched from the last of the day on Derby Day, number six, Exhilarates. At $9, I think she's stupid, stupid price. So, um, happy to have a play on her um, each way. So, I think she'll be... Running into the money, I think the straight will suit. She's drawn out, stalked the speed, similar to Fiesta. <laughs> Jeez. That's that's what I'm hoping anyway. Alrighty, punters. Well, that's another episode in the books. We're going to finish up the season at the end of this week. So, we've got um, Oaks Day, which we're going to put a podcast out for, and we're also going to do one for the Dali Sprint card um, this coming Saturday. But, yeah... Coming to the end of the season, and it's been bloody fun, mate, hasn't it? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Um, it's gone quick. It's gone very quick. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a bit of a spell. We might do some special episodes for the WA Group ones, um, and maybe something for the Magic Millions Carnival um, at the Gold Coast as well. But um, yeah, we'll finish off the street season strong. But until next time, we'll see you when we're looking at you. <laughs>